This episode of the Capsule in Conversation is brought to you by Harrogate Spring Water. Famous for its waters since 1571, Harrogate is Britain's premium natural source water. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Capsule in Conversation. I'm Natalie Anderson and today we are kicking off a brand new series of wellbeing chats with presenter and lifestyle guru, the fabulous Lisa Snowden, as we talk styling, self-care and the power of saying no. So, for the first time this series, sit back, relax and get ready to join in with our conversation. you this summer but we are ready to snuggle down and kick off September with a huge dose of self-care and well-being taking you through the magical autumn nights into the cooler winter months and kicking off series five today and our 50th yes 50th episode I know can you believe it is a woman whose dedication to wellness and self-care has led her to launching her own wellness podcast Get Lifted with Lisa Snowden whilst also juggling her role as fashion and lifestyle presenter on this morning she is bold she's beautiful she's an absolute delight it is the gorgeous Lisa Snowden hi Lisa hi darling wow what an introduction oh well it's so amazing to have you with me on this 50th episode I'm so thrilled congratulations that is quite the achievement 50 episodes well done thank you yeah it has been it's gone really quickly which is a bit mad and and it's been so lovely to have spent that time with so many incredible women sharing their stories voices of empowerment and inspiration and so I'm so thrilled that you could be here today (laughs) to give us more words of wisdom and now Lisa you have graced our tv screens and magazine covers for well over 20 years with your roles as a hugely successful model and presenter but more recently you've become somewhat of a leader in the wellness space too with your no-nonsense attitude to well-being I mean you've really kind of taken hold with this and like no holds barred at all with your attitude towards aging hormones what made you become more vocal about these things do you know what? I don't really know. I think it was just, it just felt right. It was just a kind of just being as authentic as I possibly could and just realizing that there's strength in sharing stories and information and experiences. And I think, I think perhaps it, I mean, it's Instagram for sure. You know, I've got a really lovely um, kind of little tribe, little community, and it's like, I, we're all similar ages and we're all kind of going through the same stuff. So it just felt right just to be very honest and raw and real. Um, yeah. And so it's just kind of just, I've just kept going with it really. Just every time something's going, yeah, everything, something's going on, like, ah, this has happened now. And you know what? It's, you know, I, I just feel like in, in a world where um, initially Instagram was all about the kind of perfect image and this sort of edited version of your life, I thought in amongst all of that, it's just really refreshing to have some realness and some 
unretouched life, you know, just real life, you know, real shit that goes on rather than this all glossy existence. It's, it's just not real, you know? So, and I think that it resonates with me when I see people that are doing that. And so I just wanted to, to do the same thing. Really. And honestly, it's so amazing what you do as well. Cause I, like I say, you do, cause you know, you do have the beautiful pictures where you've been working on this morning. You've got amazing clothes on and you look stunning, but then equally you'll, given no nonsense like I said kind of chat where you've literally got you know a, a, you'd say a puffy face and I'm like oh my god she looks amazing and I do think I completely agree with you that turning the platform on its head has been really useful for so many people to kind of yeah. you it, you can exist you know the, the glossy image can exist but you need to see what's underneath it as well we need yeah. to see behind those filters um, and I do find you so inspiring in the sense of all the different things that you tackle I mean you know, as you'd said then, um, the people that follow you, they tend to be of a similar age. I mean, I'm I'm just a bit younger than you, but when I look at what you're doing, I find it so inspiring because I, I want to know, like, what you're teaching me is the future and I'm yeah. so... I bang on about it all the time on this podcast about, you know, I want to know what's coming next. Yeah. And by people being like you, being so open about the things that they're going through and the experiences, it makes people like me way less afraid and actually yeah. quite, you know, excited for the next step. You know, you you will be going into your 50s um, next year. And how do you feel about that? Do you feel liberated? Do you feel excited about that? I really do, actually. I think... Um... Yeah, I get asked it a lot, obviously, because that's like, oh, 50s looming. Oh, how are you going to feel? You know, and actually, I just feel very, like, I do feel liberated. I feel empowered. I feel really grateful for the lovely people that I have in my life. I feel really thankful for my health. You know, all of those things. I think when you're younger, you sort of see, you know, 40, 50 is this, like, huge oh my god that's half you know but actually it's 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 great because you get to this place of self-acceptance you get to a place of like you just feel wiser you feel more um complete I feel more complete as a person like I've dealt with loads of different things it's, it's taken me to where I am now um and I just feel I feel proud of where I've where I've come from and I feel really I feel happy at the age that I'm at I'm not worried about it I'm really not. I mean, as long as I still can feel strong and healthy and um, I can get out of bed and do the things I want to do, you know, my brain's still working, you know, all of those little things that you just, you know, when you're younger, you just don't think about those things. It's just all the externals. It's like, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do with my hair today? Or what about this extra line and all these little silly, really superficial things. So I feel that, um, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel good. I feel really good. I mean, Lord knows what I'm going to do for my birthday because I feel like I need to have some sort of celebration. And everybody asks me, what are you doing? But it's like really hard to make plans even for in a week's time, let alone next year. Um, but yeah, no, I feel good. I had that just recently because I'm turning 40 and I had the same thing with everybody going, what are you doing for your 40th? What are you doing? How do you feel? And all this stuff. And it's the same. It, I think all those milestones do, you know, we all get asked it, don't we, at different times and different stages. And I, I kind of like the same as you, really. I feel a bit, oh, it's just the same. I just feel the same, actually. I don't feel any kind of difference or I'm not kind of scared. The one thing that I do feel is very similar is way more confident in myself and way more yeah. self-accepting and yeah. and I did decide very recently to just go right I'm gonna have a party I wasn't planning on it I just kind of thought with the whole pandemic you know once we got an opportunity to do it I was like oh I should really do something but yeah it hasn't been 
as you said then, that whole, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? I haven't felt the dread. I've more so felt excitement really that I'm entering, I'm able to enter a new phase in my life, which yeah. I think the self-acceptance thing, it takes a while though, doesn't it, to get to that point? It, oh, it gotcha. does take some time. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not always smooth sailing. It's not every day that you feel like this, you know, it's like, especially with uh, hormones and things that come into play, it's like a bit of a moving target. So, you know, there's, there's some days where you definitely don't feel super strong or I don't feel super strong mentally, but you know, I know the things I need to do in order to kind of shift that mood, you know, whether it be exercise or, you know, taking myself off for a walk somewhere or getting out in nature or, you know, doing those kind of things that I know bring me back to, feeling my best self you know kind of taking me out of my head and kind of just refocusing on what's important and as I said you know at the beginning your journey with Instagram and being so open has led you to launching your own wellness podcast get lifted with Lisa Snowden and you know I love the format of your podcast as well because it's not like a one-on-one it's it's there's more people in it than that and it's very much it's very detailed and how have you found the whole podcasting experience (laughs) well (laughs) because I chose because I love it and when it works it's blimmin amazing but because I haven't just gone for one guest per episode I've made it much harder for myself (laughs) so there's a lot more editing required and for my first series I was just a bit like whoa you know um but having said that when when it works it's just magic for me and I just wanted to have something different I wanted to kind of dip into my sort of radio days where and get my producers head on and hat on and just kind of get some great information from these hugely intelligent people you know I get to interview people who are way smarter than me and just bring all of their knowledge onto each episode um, and just tackle different things and so hopefully that at the end of each episode the listener has these great tools that don't have to go and spend any money or buy any products it's about knowing what you can do within the power of you basically to change how you feel so whether it's like concentrating on your breath or focusing on your sleep or you know jedi mind tricks things that we can kind of flip reverse those negative kind of thought patterns that are so kind of inbuilt within us over the years of kind of like bad habits and stuff um you know talking about readdressing fasting and food and you know so it's it's all these things that really interest me and it was really nice to have ownership of that you know mm. like you, 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 you you're doing what you want to do and you're interviewing people that you want to speak to and you you're in control of the sound of that and, and the finished article so it's been brilliant I'm really proud that I did it um I had to push through a lot of resistance because I was like no there's like 30 million podcasts nobody wants to hear and nobody wants to hear your podcast it's like what's gonna make you know but in the end I just did it and I did it so that you know even if one person gets to listen to it and it makes sense to them or something they can change and they feel better about themselves that's that's why I did it but also as well I mean it's had an amazing response like amazing and you must be so proud of that response that it's had you know people talking it entering into the charts into self-care into all apple charts I mean that is incredible in the first series to kind of go in when the market is it is a, a a place where you know there's so many people talking about different things so to have done so brilliantly with is it, that is that be... an achievement so when you go on yeah. something and it's on the charts 
thing because yeah. I, I, I've got no kind of like nothing to compare it to well when you think of like how many um podcasts there are globally in general yeah. you know if you actually manage to enter into the charts and also into that top 50 you know you're looking at like the top 20 percent of podcasts oh, wow, which is incredible <laughs> I mean this is what I'm saying I'm, I love that I'm telling you this <laughs> well it's like you know with Instagram I can kind of I can I can kind of work out and validate oh that had certain amount of you know views and engagement and podcasts is a whole nother world and I haven't got myself too hung up on figures and numbers and stuff I've just done it and I love seeing the comments and the reviews and stuff so that makes me really happy but all of the other stuff I haven't really paid much attention to it but um yeah thanks Nat yeah I'm a fan and like I say I think it's it's brilliant in the sense of the information that you're you're giving it's it's it is vital you know we do very similar here in the sense that I wanted to share information yeah. it was important to me I was going through a terrible time with my anxiety and anything that would help me I genuinely just wanted to share it and thought I don't yeah. want anybody to to be going through the same thing of me and feeling very alone and feeling very scared really because I think that's something that I found with women is that we've we've kind of got into this place of again it goes back to the gloss and the filter of going I can deal with it I'm amazing you know I'm 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 a child of this generation which is like I can work I can you know have a family I could do whatever can do everything yeah and I can make it look amazing when we're like swans underneath we're like just kicking like crazy and sometimes that again that honesty and that realism is so important and then to have somebody validate the way you feel with an expert you know with somebody saying actually yeah that's that's real that you can experience that that validation is so important isn't it yeah no absolutely And, and you know I got sick of it on Instagram just seeing people with these perfect lives and feeling like I was massively underachieving I was like well I mean I've done I've I've been to the shops I've cooked the food I've done the washing I've done this I've done that and and still I didn't feel like I you know what I mean I'd had a good day because I'd look at somebody else's feed and they would have done this and climbed this mountain and done that you know and like and it just felt like hang on a minute where is the reality here you know I love glossy pictures I love looking at like beautiful images but there has to be a sense of realness and we have to have this sense of like just giving each other a bit of a break and just being mm-hmm. a bit kinder to ourselves and also just the kind of image that you're portraying all the time. I just think it's kind of unnecessary to sometimes, but everybody has different ways of wanting to run their platforms. And it just felt that there needed to be some, some elements of being quite raw and quite real. And like, you know, I've suffered with anxiety. I've suffered with depression, you know, like you, and it's just trying to find, and when I found things that work, I just felt like I wanted to share them Mm. um, because I hate the thought of people feeling crap about themselves like that is because I felt like that and I know how hideous it is and I just it breaks my heart and I know that we're our own worst enemy sometimes because when you're in a really bad mood this is a thing you pick up to torture yourself with even more <laughs> pick up the damn phone and torture yourself with other people's perfect lives and then you're like oh I'm even more crap about you know so it's um you know it's just trying to get a check on reality and um on things that we can do in order to flip it around and feel good about ourselves and it's really simple things too it's like starting with breath work you know the breath is it speaks the language of the nervous system so that can calm everything down has a huge impact on your mental health physical health then emotional it's it's just all connected and it's something so simple that we can all start with doing every day for like five minutes ten minutes i don't know about you but with podcasting you find yourself 
being very open probably more open than you anticipated of, you know, sharing things, sharing experiences. And for me, I know a few people that have entered the podcasting world that have said kind of, it almost ends up being like therapy because you're learning Mm. at the same time Mm. with your expert and you might be going through the breath work or you might be discussing kind of, uh, an element it's like I, I was doing um, a podcast with uh, Susie Redding and she was talking about grief and all of a sudden I just filled it with tears and I was like I don't know why I feel like this it it was just that private moment or that moment with that expert that gave yeah. you again that validation of feelings have you found that you've had those moments of real honesty whilst you've been putting the podcast mm-hmm. together Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And it's all topics that are very personal to me anyway, you know, especially the last episode that's out this week, actually, it's called um, Confidence, Self-Assurance and Setting Boundaries. It wasn't a snappy title like some of the other ones that I've kind of um, released each week, but it just felt like something that was so crucial at this time, kind of coming out of lockdown and Mm -hmm. feeling... um, like we don't want to go back into the old world or even to the, the the old habits that we kind of got so set in so saying yes to everything um quickly react reacting really quickly if somebody asks you to do something or sends you an email or asks you to go somewhere or needs you to do something and you know that the old me would be like yeah i'll do that yeah i'll come here and, and you'd stretch yourself so thin and you're actually half the time didn't even want to be there or didn't perhaps even really were very fond of that person but you kind of just found yourself doing it because it's that people pleasing yes 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 mentality so that kind of really resonated with me and then you know feeling that kind of sense of self-worth and that and that self-assurance because in order to say no you need to have some sort of sense of that Hmm. but then that gets kind of skewed because you've kind of squashed that quite a lot over the years and then confidence comes into place it all feels like it's under the same umbrella and this last episode particularly I did get quite emotional because you know Tara was talking about you know I'd like to find out where some of these confidence issues comes from. This is Dr. Tara Swart, who's a neuroscientist, just going to throw that in. She's massively <laughs> intelligent. Uh, she knows Deepak Chopra. She's kind of major. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, she, she kind of dug deep and was like, I'd like to find out where some of these issues come from. And I was like, is it always childhood? And then, of course, that just like mm. uh, unearthed some sort of, you know. But, yeah, it, it, I definitely had a cry on, on that episode twice. Um, I mean, not a kind of huge meltdown, but I definitely got a lump in my throat and I was trying to hold it together. Um, Because these these women and these men that I speak to are so brilliant that they just, there's so many things that just click within me when I'm talking to them. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just like, it all makes sense. So yeah, I've been very vulnerable. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and, and, and it is somewhat therapeutic cathartic <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah I've definitely experienced that and anyone that's listening to this podcast will will definitely be like oh do you remember that time when you cried here do you remember that time in this and you know and, and then when we originally started this podcast with the other two ladies that I did it with they were the same I remember Anna was very emotional in one of our um like fertility episodes as well and she, you know she, she really did open up and I think it again it's that element of sharing that element of having a conversation and somebody else going oh yeah either that's me or that's perfectly understandable that you would feel that way because we keep everything so buried for so long and like we what you were saying with the pandemic it's given us all time to really reassess and think about how we fell into those habits of being Mm. overstretched um you know setting boundaries for me has been a massive thing which 
for me that is how it man- how self-care can really manifest itself mm-hmm. it's not just about a bubble bath is it you know I know we talk no. a lot about beauty products and lovely you know well-being practices but equally those practices of going no I can't do it and as yeah. someone who has been self-employed for a very long time that can be so hard to do can't it so I mean I don't know if it's the same for you so hard because you're like oh my god I'm gonna lose out I'm gonna lose out they're never gonna, they're gonna hate me they're not gonna book me again and it's like it's awful like just this negative chatter in your head that you're just like hey just can you just shut up a minute let me think but yeah absolutely but it is that is the ultimate act of self-care and self-love mm. is that and I speak to somebody else called Debbie Brown, who's an amazing woman. She says those tiny acts of betrayal to yourself when you say yes, when you really mean no, chips away at your soul. It chips away at you as a person. And then you're, you know, and you're giving yourself away when you don't have anything more to give. And I think that that's, that's really powerful. And I think as women, we are just so, well, we're, we want to please we're people pleasers mm. it's just in our nature you know whether it's your family your children your partner your work colleagues it's just you we just want to give and we want to help and when we want to please but it gets to the point where we have to listen to ourselves and be like does this serve me right now you know am, is this am i going to exhaust myself and burn out if i do all of these things and i think that is what covid has given us this is what the pandemic has given us that time last year to slow down to stop and to work out what we're capable of doing and what we want to do and give, you know? So it's, yeah, it's hugely important, that element of self-care. I think it's taking the power back, isn't it? You know, taking some control for yourself. I think that was the other thing that with the pandemic, we were all thrown into absolute chaos that any moment that we could personally control or any element of our lives really gave us a a feeling of self-worth, I think, that actually oh, I can control my life if I choose to. I can actually say no. I can, and that self-worth, as you said earlier, is so important to how we see ourselves, how we, you know, feel about ourselves. If we feel proud of ourselves, then that radiates, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's hugely important. I mean, something else that I really wanted to talk to you about was you do these amazing chats um, on your Instagram, the the midweek menopause madness. (laughs) And I love them. They're so brilliant. I just love them though, because I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Like, I'm not, where where else would I get this information from? And it's so important to me. And something that I find really infuriating, and again, everyone on this podcast will be like, you talk about this all the time, but it's that when you are entering the menopause, all of a sudden you stop being sexy. And like- that is just so far from the truth. I mean, you know, we've seen all summer, Jennifer Lopez just looking incredible. And I mean, you know, she's in her 50s and then you've got women like yourself and then women like Jenny Powell that are just so unbelievably sexy, attractive, gorgeous, charismatic. It's something that we really need to fight against, isn't it? That that stigma. And I don't know where it comes from. Is it women? Is it men? Who puts that on women, do you think? I think it's society. I think it's like, you know, we're no longer fertile so we're no longer you know seen as attractive or sexual because you know we our baby making years are, are gone and it's like and that is that whole society putting you in that box it's like and and it, and, it, and it is it's also you you actually when you are going into the menopause um you don't feel that sexy initially, especially if your hormones are all over the place and you haven't got a handle on it. You do feel completely out of sorts, mentally, physically, 
you know, God forbid, whoever's listening to this, sometimes you, you know, you, the weight gain, the sleepless nights, the depression, the anxiety, all of the above. There's so many signs and symptoms that just make you feel wretched. So actually you don't feel very sexual. You don't feel mm. very sexy. And, um, and, and, and that's the hard part of, of, of those initial first stages. I am massively pro HRT and that has changed my life. And I know not everybody can take it and everybody wants to take it. Everybody can take it. You know, if you've had breast cancer, there's certain cancers you can't take it, unfortunately, but it's just about having the power to make those educated decisions yourself. But you know, it, it is, it's, it's a tricky one. And, and, you know, in, in um, Chinese medicine, they see it as your second spring. So they mm. see that this new phase of your life is this beautiful new phase where you have your children maybe have grown up and you've got more time to yourself and maybe you've got, you've broken up with your husband, you've got a new relationship. You know, there's like all sorts of fun things that can happen. And, um, or maybe, you know, you and your husband having more time together because your children have fled the nest and you've got like the house yourself and you've got more time to go on holidays together. Mm, well, if you're living in the UK, not so much because of the pandemic. We might, we might, we yeah, might. We've we might, let's we keep might. wishful thinking. Yes, I know, I know. Yes, holidays coming. Um, so, you know, it, but it's, um, it's, 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 tricky it is tricky and i think initially for me i always thought the menopause was something that happened to really older people like way 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 older like it wasn't going to be me in my kind of early to mid 40s you know that was like 60 70 year olds you know it wasn't somebody in her 40s so mm. you know there's a lot of there's a there's a lot there's a big conversation happening which is amazing so we're all much more aware of kind of those initial symptoms and signs so we can kind of get on top of it immediately because I kind of was toing and throwing of like what is this is this menopause is this perimenopause I wasn't really sure um but now you know there are definite things that you can be like yeah I need to go and get my bloods tested or you know I this is you know I, I want to get on some sort of medication. And what, what would those things be then that you say are definite what what would we be looking at for that then? yeah so initially um your periods being very erratic um, either really light and, um, you know, not this sort of 28 day cycle, you know, kind of bleeding, um, more regularly or, or, or less regularly or really heavy periods. Like mm. the, the first time was for me was like really light periods, barely even anything. And then hugely heavy. It's called flooding where you just literally like you, you put a Tampax in and then within half an hour, you've just leaked through everything. So mm. that was a, a big sign. Um, and pain, like pain where you can't get out of bed, um, you know, just really debilitating pain. Um, then anxiety, depression, weight gain, um, just issues with your confidence even more so like really second doubting you know that you're able to do the job that you're in um brain fog searching for words there's flushes there's night sweats there's your pelvic floor starting to go that's the lack of estrogen that is is in the cradle it, estrogen is everywhere skin changes uh dryness of your skin big kind of um angry pimples around your jaw like big big sore ones um a little bit further down the line, there's more things like bladder infections and they call it vaginal atrophy. So pain, painful sex where, you know, the estrogen's gone and so it's very dry um, down there. Um, oh my God, there's just a whole plethora of like really wonderful symptoms, but it's like, there's about, there's about 30 different symptoms and everybody's really different. Well, I was just going to say the alcohol intolerance yeah. for some people, even I've started seeing like my friends have now started saying, I can't drink that. I can't drink mm -hmm. that. You know, they're in their early forties and, um, 
one one of my friends was um they thought she had endometriosis because her she had so much pain and it's that's the thing that i think is a slight concern is that a lot of these symptoms do get um they get put onto one side or, or it's not you or, or even if you're coming up to your 40s you know oh no you're too young for that and no actually I want a second opinion because it could be that it is you know perimenopausal or something and this is why I think it's really important for women in their mid-30s in particular to be aware to know yeah. these things so that they're not being given as well just antidepressants across the counter of oh that might sort you out or well of course you're going to be overstressed or doubting yourself because you some people might have young children and you know juggling a job there's lots of different factors going on because our lifestyles are so different now Mm. to what they were 30 years or so ago which again is why I think it's so important that we are having this conversation so frankly so that people can actually get a proper diagnosis and then if they do want to whether it's holistically or whether they want to go on to HRT they're aware they know so that it hopefully will help a generation of women or or all women be able to move through this next phase kind of being less afraid I think of what's coming next and armed with the right information you know and I think I mean if you think about it, it makes sense so like our fertility drops out from you know like 37 39 it's like comes crashing down doesn't it so mm-hmm. it makes sense that those huge changes are starting to happen already so you know I don't know where the age 50 and up ever came from but I think it's definitely early 40s when I look back that mm-hmm. was definitely when it started for me um, and I think it's um, you know if you do all of a sudden feel very depressed yes look at your lifestyle look at you know if you have help, if you have support, if you're in a healthy relationship, you know, all of those things, obviously you do have to take into account. Um, but I think, you know, doctors need to, there's so many courses that they can now go on to just re-educate themselves. Cause a lot of them it's been like, you know, 30, 40 <laughs> years since they've been, you know, you know, that they've been practicing. And so there's so many things have changed. And so they do need to kind of re-educate themselves so that they can just look at these different sort of signs. And I think, you know, you're right. It, it, people go to the doctors when they're 40 and they go, I'm really depressed. And the first thing they do is just give you antidepressants. They don't yeah. actually look at what is going on. And I think that that is, if, if, if you're going to the doctor, if you've got all these women in their early forties coming to your surgery, all saying they're depressed, there is a reason for that. It's yeah. not just like some deep depression going on. It is a huge, decline in your hormones and that just makes you feel absolutely hideous so um maybe like start to kind of make some notes yourself so you can really kind of be like well actually this has happened as well so it's not just the depression there's a couple of little flushes or your periods you know being really erratic or irregular you know start writing down your cycles maybe if there's any kind of foods or or wine or anything that you're starting to realize that you're getting reaction to that's the histamine which your body because your body can't break down or process the wine it has to produce histamine and so basically you become allergic to wine which sucks <laughs> um, it really sucks um but just start kind of creating your own like little behind the scenes diary of what's mm. going on that would be my advice and just so you can keep an eye on it all um you know but there are different herbal things you can take there's lots of really i was just going to ask herbs. you yeah what other yeah. things would you recommend so there's things you know like um adaptogens and sort of like ashwagandha and shatavari and some really lovely kind of herbs that really nourish the system so those kind of things are really great to take and i would definitely take them late 30s early 40s to nourish the system 
Um, there's lots of women's health things like that, but look at the ingredients to make sure that they're really good. You know, I think Pucker is a really great, great brand, mm. Pucker, Pucker Herbs, and that their particular women's health one, their Shatavari, the Ashwagandha, is really great for kind of calming the system. Um, yeah just calming the nervous system but not in a way that you feel really like yeah man it's like it just calms you but you're energized still so you can focus and you can function i would definitely stay away from caffeine too much caffeine even though that feels like what you want because your brain starts getting foggy and your sleep becomes disrupted and so you think i need coffee and then you get really anxious anxious and sweaty that's the anxiety i hate that yeah Yeah. (laughs) sweaty anxious sweating sweating um so it sort of perpetuates each other so it's just about and i think like exercise is amazing like doing a practice like yoga yoga where it's just about you for that 90 minutes or an hour or a 30 minute online yin class anything where you can just chill out have some you time you know i think um classes are great i mean i love going to my pilates class because i love the kind of camaraderie of the girls in the class and anything that gets you moving and just releases those endorphins and and you know keeps you fit at the same time because the weight gain does creep up on you all of a sudden you're just like i was three stone heavier than i was used to and i was like where did this come from like it was literally overnight um and that is quite hard to shrug so you just have to just be a little bit mindful and my mistake is that i don't own scales because i personally think that they're i'll just drive myself mad i think that's a good thing i i think yeah i always go by your clothes clothes are better but then i was sort of going well that doesn't fit me anymore and then i just did something (laughs) else that did fit me so it was only when i was three stone overweight which i was on holiday in paris and i jumped on the scales or in the hotel and i thought i haven't jumped on scales for a couple of years this could either make or break this holiday what should i do of course i jumped on the scales and i was like what yeah so i was quite much heavier than i thought so um you know you just need to keep an eye on it really and um and just yeah move get moving get everything moving well this is it because also as well um you know that that movement it's a transference of energy so if you are feeling particularly anxious you know and you you're vibrating at that kind of state if you move then the adrenaline moves with you so actually you start to kind of calm down a bit so yeah you've totally right the best thing even if it's just um like shake shaking your hands out I know that's a bit like jazz hands type thing but you know what I mean even if it's just kind of dancing around I often love to have a bit of a dance around in my kitchen just to move get some amazing music on get that body going and before you know it you'll feel so much better especially if you're having an anxious like moment um going back to what you were saying about weight gain something that I think is really interesting I mean you started your modeling career back in like the early 90s and in that decade it, it was a huge pressure for women to be very very thin you know even across all the magazines and diet culture was rife whereas now we seem to be having a major backlash against that in fact against that decade actually if you look there's a lot of influencers a lot of amazing women on Instagram like Alex Light and you know people like that who were really drawing attention to what we were fed during those decades and I think the body positive movement is so important isn't it because as you say we are going to change our bodies do change and we've got to accept that and that's something else that I I really love seeing with you is that you are very much like right okay this is the dress size but actually go up a size if you want to feel good in something you know just the way that you style things would you say that um having that approach to fashion and to styling has really helped you kind of with your own the way that you see yourself yeah, absolutely. I feel I feel like as women, we get so hung up on sizes and like, you know, different shops, you've got to bear in mind, all different brands, 
they are sized very differently. So you might be a size 10 here or a size 16 or a size 12 there. Do not worry about what size you are and don't walk out of the shop if you're like, I'm not buying a size 16, I'm not buying a size 12. Just buy what fits you. And if it bothers you that much, just cut the tag out. You know, it's about how it looks on you. So I wear a whole range of different sizes from all different brands. And I, you know, my shorts, I've said it before on, on, on this morning, size up two sizes, you know, then I like to have them a bit baggy. I don't want it to dig in. And so it's just, yeah, just don't get hung up on that side of, you know, the numbers. I, don't, I think that's mm. kind of unhealthy. Um, just wear clothes that make you feel good you know don't get hung up on trends it's like you know trends and sizes i think you need to go with what suits your body type your body shape and if you need to go up two sizes do it and don't be like oh i had to buy it in a size 20 or i had to buy it in a size it doesn't matter you'd have to tell everybody you know it's just honestly brands are all over the place with their sizing so <laughs> please don't get hung up on that it's so so silly and uh, you know it makes you know I, I have been that person in, in a changing room tiny changing room terrible lights you try to squeeze into something and you're like excuse me can you get me a bigger size and you you know i always go oh I've, I've underestimated again you know like you always feel like it's a big apology <laughs> but you're like i'm like can you just bring me an extra large and if you've got an xx large bring that too you know just bring it because if it's gonna work then i'm gonna like how it looks on me and i'm not gonna worry about the size well, that's the thing, though, is I think that we're more able to do that now. But I don't feel like we were like a few years, but a few, uh, yeah, a good few years back. I think, particularly, maybe again, maybe that's a magazine thing because you would have felt ridiculed almost. You know, they used to have it in the size whatever on the thing and the this and the that. And personally, I find now looking back a really toxic time for a lot of women that I think struggled a lot and getting over that that mentality, even now, like I'll have conversations with my mum about, you know, health and fitness and my husband's a personal trainer and you'll say, oh, Deb, you need to, you need to eat like more carbs. And she's like, oh no, I'm not eating bread. And I'm like, no, eat the bread, mum, you know, or, or don't, she's like, I'm not eating the potatoes. I'm like, why? Like you can, it's this, it's this feeding of, of a culture, I think that has been so harmful to women. And I love the fact now that again, by having podcasts, by Instagram, we're able to kind of shoo some of that off. It feels quite a liberating time at the minute. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hugely liberating. Um, but it is tricky though with food because everybody's bodies kind of react differently to different mm. things, you know? So I do, I do kind of understand those some elements of control and being like, no, actually I can't eat that many potatoes anymore. And actually yeah. I can't eat all the bread that I used to eat because I literally like my body doesn't like it. So, you know, it, it but, but it is, it is hugely positive. And I think everything in moderation is where my head is at, you know? And I think that we've been so bombarded with different information and different diets and it mm. has to be what works for you, but it has to be sustainable and it has to be a lifestyle rather than a fad. So no kind of like quick fix diets, cause that doesn't work. It's about getting your nutrition in and being sensible, you know, have your rice, have your potatoes, have a nice, you know, sourdough toast with your avocado and your poached egg, you know, don't deny yourself because food has, you know, it gives us so much pleasure and life is about pleasure as well as like being really strict, you know? So um, it's all about moderation and balance really, you know? I definitely agree with that. I think that yeah. balance for me is the key word in my life. Like I try and always think of the yin and the yang, you know, you've mm. got to have one, you can't have one without the other. You know, when they say you're burning the candle at both ends, you've got to think you have to have balance. The whole life circle is kind of a, a balance in general. So for me, I always think if you've, if you had a late night, 
have an early night, you know, just yeah. always try and keep those scales. If you had some amazing dinner that was gorgeous and you loved it, well then just be a bit more sensible the next day. Yeah. And yeah, then absolutely. it is more sustainable, isn't it? Yeah. It's about like you have your indulgence, you go out for a lovely dinner, you maybe have like a little few too many glasses of wine. The next day you just know that you've got to like, you know, maybe a bit more water today. I won't have as, you know, as many calories, but it's just, you know, I don't like being too strict with myself because I think that when you do, then you start to kind of, well, you just, the more you're restricted with yourself, the more you kind of want to go off you the rails. You know it. what I mean? You're like, I want chocolate. Give me the chocolate now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you know what? I will just have a little square of chocolate. But I think, you know, like I said, balance life is about pleasure as well and food gives me so much pleasure and gives us all so much pleasure so yeah just um just be mindful really i think that's it isn't it it's being mindful in general like this is a nice i think we i didn't really know too much about that word even five years ago but actually now mindful is such a great word mindful drinking mindful eating mindful watching tv and it's it's being aware of those habits and therefore we're able to indulge because we're aware and so it's not saying don't do this at all it's very much saying no do it but just be a little bit careful just be aware just be aware of the of what you know the the pitfalls can be and enjoy be responsible with it rather than being too hedonistic yeah and exactly you can't I mean that's not sustainable is it I mean it's like you'll be like on holiday do it do two weeks that's what it's for (laughs) just have a pina colada every day or several and you know know that this is holiday and this isn't real life and then to kind of you know just knock it back a little bit like rein it in a bit when you come back to real life that real life exactly so you know I mean for you like Lisa what what are your kind of go-tos for um for maintaining balance you know for you like what what does it look like on a daily basis for how you manage to kind of keep your head in check to feel good what would your daily practice probably look like I love to get outside for a walk first thing in the morning if I can. Um, I also really like to do some form of exercise every day if I can. It's not always possible, but I really try to do that, whether it's, you know, like a 30 minute stretching class or a long walk because we really live close to the forest. Um, Ideally, I'd either go for a run or Pilates class. Um, But exercise definitely helps me to keep my mind in check as well as my body. Mm. So like, you know, it helps to boost my serotonin levels and release all those feel-good endorphins like you said put some music on have a boogie I've got to move I've absolutely got to move lots of water lots of water throughout the day like lots and lots I've always got my recycled bottle with me and it's always you know being filled up and drank throughout the day good nutrition is hugely important um you know three good meals a day if I'm sometimes I do an intermittent fast but that even looks like a five hours between each meal so no Mm. snacking in between um and then sometimes an early meal the night before and then don't eat until you know about 12 hours later sometimes 16 hours it varies um but yeah just like good nutrition good sleep movement laughter love loads of cuddles with George Cold shower. I always finish my shower with a cold shower. Cold <gasps> you're brave. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. And even though those days where it's all like cold outside and you're under the lovely warm shower and I'm like, I'm just going to get out now. And I'm like, no, turn it cold. Go on, turn it cold. And I just feel like it's really good mentally for me to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone, you know, because it's like, this is comfortable being under the warm shower and I can just get out and just wrap myself up in a towel or I can come out of my comfort zone. And I think it's just really good mentally to kind of have that kind of mental agility to push yourself 
Oh, well, now you've mentioned comfort zone. I just need to ask you about that as well. It's like, because I, you know, you are such a gutsy woman. You know, I, I did a, a, like a shoot with you and you were like, yeah, I'm just going to go into the lake. We were in Windermere and you're like, I'm just going to throw myself into the lake. And I was like, oh, is there any wetsuit or this? I mean, don't get me wrong. I like an open water swim and everything, but you were literally like, no, I'm ready. I'm off to, I'm, all, I'm gone. And you're very much gutsy like that, you know, bold, brave. Do you think that, you know, that is, part of your makeup that you kind of just feel or do you put or do you feel you have to do it I don't feel like I'm a ballsy brave woman really I think you are I don't I don't see myself as this like (gasps) daredevil no I'm not that person well I mean the swimming thing I wanted to do the swimming thing I wanted to do and I guess because I do the cold water showers maybe I'm a bit more kind of into that um and I had a wetsuit on so come on but um, (laughs) but but, um, I was excited to do that plus we were being filmed so I had to do it um (laughs) but no I I actually and on this um on on the confidence episode I am really open about the fact that I get scared before I do pretty much everything like I'm not just like this really fearless person like I do worry and I do get scared like things do scare me um so no I don't see myself that's amazing because that does not come across and that is so (laughs) amazing that you say that because I think you know and I've just been guilty of it myself is that when you work in the public eye people assume that you're uber confident and I know that I I definitely aren't like that I'm a real nervous worrier and I would have assumed that about you as well and every time like I've seen you I'm like she's so confident and so ballsy and isn't it funny how we see ourselves so differently to what we put out there yeah and I think like you and I you know it's similar careers because we have to just turn up to a job and we don't know anybody so Mm. you somehow I don't know and somebody pointed that out to me it was actually my father-in-law a couple of years ago he goes how do you do that like you just turn up you don't know anybody and you just get on with it and I'm like yeah I've always done it last 30 (laughs) years you know get on a plane and arrive in a shoot somewhere in a different country and not know anybody and just get on with it and I feel like I mean you've got to have a little bit of confidence to do that Mm. both of us have but it's um I still don't feel fearless I do still think I still do have concerns and I do kind of like think am I going to get there okay (laughs) is everybody gonna like me am I going to find the studio um but yeah no it's 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 really strange I think I guess it's just what you're kind of used to but that's I still get nervous in social situations even I think more so now that we've been locked up for so long like the thought of going to a party with like strangers is like oh I don't know if I can do that um especially going in by yourself you know sort of yeah. walking around um so yeah no I definitely battle with that um confidence um issues for sure but in a way so many people I think will listen to that and go oh my god and it's that thing of going like I said at the beginning that's me you know and they'll have their hands up just like me that's me as well and just before we wrap up you know I'm asking all my guests on this series for our well-being capsule toolkit what would be the one product or practice that you would recommend to put in there um a daily practice of um breathing of just sitting down, checking in with yourself, just five minutes and just concentrating on the breath going in through your nose and out through your nose or in just just focus on that. And you can't help but in that moment be a mindful, which is going to take you to a really zen place. You're going to check in, you're going to feel how your body is feeling. And then you're going to be thankful to your body for your heart for beating every day without any question for your lungs for just working for everything that's going on in your body that you can't see and just that tiny five minutes a day of just checking in breathing being mindful and being grateful is going to set you up 
each day and it, it's just it's going to feel better and better amazing well thank you <laughs> so much lisa we have run out of time today but thank you so much for being so wonderful honest and amazing it's been wonderful to get all of your brilliant advice thank you darling I hope you guys at home have enjoyed our conversation too. And if you would like to find out more about the Get Lifted with Lisa Snowden podcast, then you can download it from all major podcast providers. You can also stay up to date with all of Lisa's style and self-care advice at her Instagram, at Lisa underscore Snowden. For more well-being, fashion and beauty, you can always visit us at our website, www.thecapsule.co.uk, where you can also catch up with our previous podcast episodes by visiting our In Conversation page and subscribing to any of our podcast channels and YouTube. It would be lovely to hear your thoughts on this brand new series, so please do feel free to leave us your rates and reviews. I love reading them, so please do. If you're a social butterfly, you can also catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Official Capsule. I will be back next week with another fabulous guest. But today, all that's left for us to say is goodbye. So it's goodbye from Lisa. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Bye. <laughs> this episode of the Capsule in Conversation was brought to you by Harrogate Spring Water. Bottled at source, Harrogate Spring offers a pure, refreshing taste with a delicate blend of naturally occurring minerals and electrolytes, perfect for healthy hydration.